Today's scripture lesson can be found in Matthew 8, 14 through 22. When Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she got up and began to serve him. That evening they brought to him many who were possessed with demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and cured all who were sick. This was to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took out, he took our infirmaries and bore our diseases. Now when Jesus saw great crowds around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. A scribe then approached and said, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes make holes, and birds of the, of the air make nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of his disciples said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their own dead. Uh, let's, let's do a quick prayer here. Loving, loving God, let us hear your words. Let us be guided by you. Let us feel your love. And let us share that love. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. You know, I am, um, a lot of people make fun of me because I am a jazz fan. I love uh, jazz music. Uh, I know some people don't like jazz, and they're dumb, but um, the one thing that, uh, about, just before I think COVID hit, uh, Herbie Hancock uh, was about to come into Lincoln. Now, Herbie Hancock has been around for a long time. He is a multi-Grammy winner. He played with Miles Davis. He dates back to the 1960s. He's in his 80s now. He's still touring. He's still winning awards. Uh, he is uh, the pinnacle of, of jazz music. He has crossed uh, the barriers of different styles and everything. So when he came to, uh, was coming to Lincoln, uh, I told my wife, we have to go. And she said, have fun. Um, so... <laughs> But to me, if you are a jazz fan, this is one of those things that you just can't miss. Uh, unfortunately, because of COVID, he had to cancel and he hasn't rescheduled yet. So we have an understanding that if, uh, if he does come back, I go alone. Um, but the, that's one of those things where if you are into something, that has got to be one of your priorities. Is, is that. If you want to learn uh, 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 stylings and things of jazz music and really kind of hear a different uh, variety of it and all that kind of stuff, this is one that's uh, usually the first on a lot of people's list. If, they, if he comes, you, you go and see it. I feel the same way about Blazing Saddles. Um, Blazing Saddles is a, uh, when it comes to, to comedy, I am also a study of, of, of comedy, and I, I do recommend this one. And when it's on, I usually stop and watch it. It is um, a little bit uh, inappropriate, which is uh, things I also like. <laughs> but it also says something about uh, it's a great um, uh, 
it's a great movie about uh, racism and things like that. It's a, if you want to study things about uh, how people addressed things like that, this is a great movie to watch there too. The most important thing that uh, by, it was written by uh, Mel Brooks and Richard Pryor and a couple of other people, and their, their goal was to say, we're going to take today's racism issues and we're going to throw it into the uh, 17, 1800s of, of the Old West. And so this is one too that I would say that if it's, um, if you're a study of either uh, racism or comedy or just silliness um, or gas, this is the movie you gotta, you gotta watch. And so um, there are things in our life that we do pick first in our lives. There are things that are important enough to us that if we say, this is the things that I follow, these are the things that I like, this has got to be my priority. And oftentimes, it is your priority. You will pick something first. Do we ever really truly pick Christ first in our life? That's the question that this scripture begs to ask, is do we actually pick Christ before we pick anything else in our lives? Uh, this story that um, was read by, by Gail, thanks very much for reading that. Uh, Jesus is kind of in his own neighborhood. It's believed, a lot of historians actually believe that Jesus, uh, we don't know too much about the time between Jesus' birth and the time that he was about 30 years old. But a lot of historians actually believe that he lived around this area for a little while. Like he and uh, Peter uh, were almost uh, neighbors. Like, they, they might have even known uh, each other for a little bit. We don't know. The truth is, we just don't know. But the scene here takes place where Jesus is coming to Peter's house. And what they find is Peter's mother-in-law, uh, she is, is unwell. She's sick in the bed. And the first thing that is important to Jesus, the very first thing that is important to him, according to this scripture, is to see to that illness to see to that mother-in-law. Now, I know a lot of people say, mother-in-law, that's second. But no, this was a priority. And the first thing that he does is he comes to the mother-in-law and with a, a, just a touch of the hand, he heals her. And the first thing that she does is uh, she, she serves them. Uh, that says something about how well she was feeling. It also says something about the tradition of those times. In the traditional times of, uh, we're talking uh, Jesus' times here, the, the woman was the host of the house. And that meant that she uh, saw to uh, the guest. She served. Uh, she was the, she was the, the she, when it came to the household, she was in charge. And so by being healed, she was able to jump back into that role. But I also think it wasn't just because it was a role. I think it was also because she was welcoming people. I think that she probably had a, a good-natured spirit, and she saw Jesus and said, okay, you know, uh, I'm feeling much better now. How about a sandwich? You know, and so they had grilled cheese, and that's what, that's what it did. So um, the next thing that happens is that word gets around. We are now at the time of, in, in the book of Matthew where word is starting to spread about this Jesus guy. Not only is he uh, speaking about great things and all of this kind of stuff, but really one of the, the, word, the, the things that's really starting to spread is his, his magic. You know, in the, in, the, in the culture of that time, it was, it was almost considered like he, he does 
these wonderful, magical things, you know. We, we see it today as, as miracles and things like that, but to, to just people that are just learning about this, what they're seeing first is that this guy cures things. He helps things. So let's bring the people that need to be helped and let's have him cure these people, and, and that's the thing. It's almost at the time where Jesus is talking about how this is not a gimmick, and he gets a little bit cross about that at times. But at this time, that's what's kind of bringing some people there. It's the curiosity of the things that they have heard about this person. But what they're bringing is they're, they're people that have been uh, having physical ailments, uh, uh, mental ailments, whatever you call it. You know, the, back then they just said uh, demons. Well, we have demons today. And it can be uh, emotional distress, it can be uh, mental disorders, it can be uh, physical ailments, it can be anything of, of the kind. And that's what Jesus was seeing to. And he's at Peter's house and people are just starting to come in and he is just making sure that he heals everybody. Anybody that comes in, he is touching them, he's saying words, he's casting things out. Ba-boom, ba-bang, ba-bam, ba-bam, ba-that. All this time while trying to eat the grilled cheese, he's just seeing to everybody. You know, he's wondering why people are just, you know, they're stealing his chips, they're stealing all that kind of stuff. The grape juice is gone, but he's still there and he's doing it. And then he starts to move forward a little bit because Jesus is all about continually moving. It's all about, he never just sits there. He doesn't just stop, not for too long. He keeps moving. There's more people that we have to reach. There's more people that we have to tell this story to. There's more people that I need to talk to. There's more people that I need to show that this isn't just about magic. It's not just about healing. It's about much more than that. And it's my job to make sure that people know that. And he takes Peter and he says, come on, let's go. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. And as they go, the people continue to follow him. And the word spreads out. I mean, you heal somebody, you know, if suddenly I came to, to Jesus and he went bang and I got a full head of hair, people are going to talk and they're going to follow and say, wow, what's that all about? You know, and he just, everywhere he goes. And he's got one person that says, I'll follow you. Where are you going? I want to I be part of that. Because, you know, when you see stuff cool... You want to be part of that. You ever been in a show or a concert and you just get all excited about it? You know, it usually happens with jazz, right? That's what happens. You feel, you feel the jazz and you just want to be, have more of that. Or you go to a movie. You know, I remember when, when I was a teenager, I saw Rocky Three. I wanted to go pick fights in the parking lot. You know, I just was full of energy. Got the snot kicked out of me right after that. Didn't want to do that anymore. And so you just get this energy and you want to just go on everything. And so people are just wanting to be a part of this. And they say, Jesus, wherever you're going, I want to be a part of that. I want to follow you. And this is where Jesus starts to give the reality check to people because they're seeing him perform all these ba-boom, ba-bang, ba-bang, ba-boom. And he says, you know what? Guess what? Foxes, they have, they have little holes in that they, they go to bed at night. Birds have nests. I, have, I don't have anything. If you truly want to follow me, I'm homeless. Do you, do you really want that responsibility? He's, he's starting to give people reality checks of this is, this is who I am. This is the job. It ain't the magic. It's not the glitter. It's about walking. It's about talking to people. It's about welcoming people. It's about exciting people and energizing people, but it's also about challenging people. It's about meeting them where they live. And it's about sleeping wherever you can. It's not about comfort. It's about walking and sharing the love, sharing the good news. I saw that. <laughs> That's what it's about. And then he has another person that says, hey, let me follow you. The first thing I just got to do, I, I got to go bury dad. And Jesus says something that sounds pretty darn harsh. He says, uh, let the dead bury the dead. 
and come and follow me. Now, if you're walking by and you just hear that and you go, ooh, that's, you're mean, you know, and we don't know, historians have battled this uh, since it was said. Was the, the gentleman that said this, was he ready to inherit something from the dad? Because uh, traditionally, in, in Jewish families, the son would inherit everything from the father. So was the father alive and the son was actually saying, wait until I inherit my stuff and then I'll go follow you? Was he also following a Jewish tradition of whether his father did die and that was the responsibility of the son to see two things after the father died? Was he saying that? We don't really know. We don't really know. But the important thing is, is what Jesus said. And what's important about that is that what Jesus is saying is that the most important thing for you is to follow me. Even before you see to the things that you think are your responsibilities and stuff, I got to come first. That's what Jesus is saying. And so I ask again, do we really take Jesus first in our life? Many times, many times, we like to follow Jesus when we have the time. We like to follow Jesus when, when we need Jesus. But we also get caught up into the other responsibilities we have. We also get caught up into the other things in our lives that we have. And sometimes Jesus doesn't really come first. If the son, let's just take the scenario there. If the son is a responsible son, his father just passed away. He has all of this responsibility of, of the burial and all of this kind of stuff. And Jesus said that. Jesus is still saying that even your responsibilities in life come second to following me. And if the son is actually saying, I'm going to wait because I'm waiting for that inheritance, Jesus is still saying that comes second to me. You have to follow me first. You ever use a GPS? Anybody ever use a GPS? I use it. I, I've lived in this town for over 20 years. I still use a GPS to get to places in town. Uh, I'm just that way. I, I, I am really dumb when it comes to directions. If I tried to go where I was going without it, I would get lost. Uh, at best, I would drive around and make the trip about three times as long as it need be. What Jesus is saying, by following Jesus first, you are using Christ as your GPS in life. It gives you the directions of everything else. Everywhere else that you go, that is your direction. If the son was burying the father, if he was... If he was waiting for the father to die just so that he could inherit the money, Jesus is saying, by following me first, that's going to give you the priorities of, in your, of your life. That's going to mean what you either do with the family, what you think first. Do you love your father? You're just waiting for the money. Is it just about material stuff? Follow me first, and I will give you that proper direction and guidance. If it's about the responsibility of just burying the father, Jesus is saying, first, have something to believe in. First, have something to guide you in this. So many times we look at other things instead of following Christ in our lives. We really do. We look at all of the other things in our life. We look at, you know, I'm not saying that anything that, like hobbies or anything like that is bad. 
But if we don't take Christ first in our lives, sometimes we get lost into that. If we have work and we love even what we do, sometimes the work itself can be the measure of our happiness, of whether or not we have joy in our life. Christ is saying, follow me first, let that be your base, and that will affect how you even see things like work. If we have greed in our lives, if we look at things that, like material goods, if we want that car, we want that boat, we just have those things, oftentimes we put so much focus into that stuff that it becomes our priority in life and it also becomes our identification. It becomes the definition of actually what makes us happy in life. And if we don't get that or if it falls away from us, we lose and we feel like we've lost everything. Christ is saying, you got to follow me first because if you follow me first, you know that it's not about the material stuff. It's not about the things that you can just count in your yard. It's actually about more than that. It's about if you even lose everything, you can still have joy if you follow me first. That's, that gives something a little bit to the person that is having it. If he's actually mourning his father, Jesus is actually saying, you have experienced a loss. Follow me first and you will know that there's still joy there. There's still something to hang on to in life. There's still something to even have a blessing and celebrate in life. We also follow, today we follow a lot of things like politics, politicians, news stations. I, I'm, I'm not picking a side, but whatever side you're on, we have, we have 24-hour news stations that are telling us one thing on both sides. And both sides are trying to, do, to use the same technique. They're trying to scare the crap out of us. And then they're trying to tell us that there's one way out of it. And the one way, the solution is by hating something. Or we have politicians doing the same thing. Or we have Facebook and all those kind of posts saying you have to, if you want happiness, that means you have to hate this. Or you, this is your enemy. Focus on that. It's black and white. Life is just black and white. Just focus on that. Hate that. You'll be happier. Jesus is saying, follow me first. Because you know what? If we follow Jesus first, what does Jesus say? Things like, uh, love your enemy. Uh, things like, um, they will know that you are my disciples by how much you love each other. Um, things like, there is, there is no greater gift than giving your life for a friend. Jesus is all about welcoming just in this story that we talk about, Jesus is about coming in, seeing somebody that is hurting and helping them. No questions asked. First priority, help that person. Tons of people coming to Jesus. The first priority, help them. Help them. He's not asking them what their political nature is. He's, he's not asking them what part of the village they came from. He's not asking them if they crossed the border to get here. He's not asking them what their religion is. It's just about helping him. It's just about welcoming him. This is Peter's house, but Jesus is the one that's saying, the door's open, come on inside, grilled cheese for everybody. You got to admit, grilled cheese is a blessing, isn't it? Yeah. I'm vegetarian. That's the only reason I haven't gotten vegan is because of grilled cheese sandwiches. So I can't, when, when they start to make that, then I'm, I'm, I'll be a full convert, but I can't do that yet. So sorry, cows. I... When we follow Christ in our life, it will upset the very balance of our life in many ways because it will mean that we have to go through the filter, the GPS, to see if we are on the right track when we take something in. 
It's real easy to think that we're going to take that shortcut because someone's telling us, you know, all you got to do is just hate this group. Or all you got to do is hate that person. Or all you got to do is know that you're better than they are. That's it. The world is going to the trash and the solution is to get those people out of the world. That's your solution. Black and white thinking, that makes sense. Makes sense. It's easy to say, I'm better than you. But if we follow Jesus, if we follow Jesus, that's all about letting people in, about welcoming the stranger, about helping those people that were considered uh, demonized. Demonized does not get you invited to parties. It does not get you invited to the temple. It does not let you into society. The people that Jesus is healing are people that are marginalized and outside. And Jesus, by healing them, is welcoming them in. That's the difference. That's why it's not magic. The miracle is Jesus is actually saying, my kingdom is for y'all. It's the only time you sound Southern. Y'all. I said that for Kim. When we take Jesus first in our life, we have that GPS going. We have that direction. We have that barometer that guides us to the next step. So when we see all of these detours saying hatred and politics and join this and be that, and it's all about the money that you have, it's about the power that you have, if you just pray enough, you'll get this car, all of this kind of flashy stuff. We know we're on the wrong path. Because that's not Jesus first. And sometimes... It can even be in our mourning. If this son truly is grieving his father and hurting, what Jesus said sounds harsh. But what Jesus means is, I'm here for you. The dead are dead. But I'm here. And so it's not always just about choosing the wrong path. It's not always about politics. Sometimes it's just about fear. Sometimes it's just about our hurting condition. Sometimes it's just about not wanting to turn this way because we're afraid. If we take Jesus first in our life, we also hear that Jesus saying things like, I am with you always until the end of time. I am here for you. I love you. Whatever your direction, wherever you're wanting to go in life, I ask, do you take Christ first? Because that's the only way that you're going to truly know where you're going. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we, we just pray for your direction. There are a lot of distractions in this world. There are a lot of what we think are easy outs. There's a lot of short-term fix. Let us know that you come first. And with that, gives us wisdom, gives us courage, and gives us love. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. When my son was little, he was in the, the uh, Cub Scouts for a short time, and there was a camping uh, excursion um, in northern Nebraska. 
And we headed out early in the morning and ended up in Iowa. <laughs> Without the GPS, I am lost. Uh, Without Christ in my life, I'm really, really lost. May we all experience Christ today, and may we all take Christ first.